Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Look forward to it. I have some amazing content, really just covering the effects of COVID-19. Also have a very special guest who will be on the podcast, Marcus Thomas, former D1 uh, collegiate basketball player, Loyola University of Chicago, professional basketball player, sponsored athlete uh, by Adidas, just all around, just amazing talent and creator. Uh, he's going to talk sports. He's going to talk the response from sports due to this pandemic, uh, making it uh, to the NBA, the the journey, and, and just overall just uh, athletics. I look forward to getting into it uh, and just engaging with you guys. Stay tuned for another episode. So... There is a duality toward this economy. On one hand, you have the Dow Jones uh, spiking and going up by 500 points. And then you have record-breaking unemployment, record-breaking unemployment claims. Uh, The coronavirus outbreak has made America's job market go from 60 to zero. Uh, One writer writes, I compare it to a natural disaster, terrorist attack, and the financial shock all at once. Gregory Dacko, chief U.S. economist at Oxford Economics. We've never had this in history. California was the first state to issue a stay-at-home order and has seen the greatest number of job losses in a state with an estimated labor force of 19.5 million. 2.2 million Californians have filed unemployment applications since March uh, the 14th, 2020. The torrent of claims is is coming from everywhere. 21 states and territories have seen more than one in 10 eligible workers filed for claims in the last month. Hawaii, Michigan, Rhode Island, and Pennsylvania have seen a large percentage. I want to get into the numbers. Uh, some of these numbers have been uh, alarming, to say the least. Uh, things that have really caught my eye uh, and really just stand out. In the state, the great state of Illinois, in which I reside, uh, these are the claims in the last month. Illinois is at 493,000 unemployment claims within a month. Literally, you went from a 3.5% unemployment rate to uh, basically February ending at 4, or or March ending really at 4.4%. It's projected to be around 13%. uh, And maybe even higher. So in certain communities, as high as 20 to 30% unemployment. If this goes on for another 30 days... What does that look like? You know, we're looking at a 30% U.S. total unemployment uh, with, you know, the black and brown communities being staggering around 50% unemployment. So the the job losses are just, um, they're there. And this impact has definitely created a a new normal. Uh, Even if everything were to return uh, by like May 15th, let's pick an arbitrary date, right? Obviously, you don't just go back to zero. All, you know, all is well does not just happen. It's not just, uh, you know, snap my fingers and everything is back. There has to be a reset. There has to be a gathering of resources. There has to be damage control. Uh, you know, there has to be an offset somewhere. Uh, so really, we, we still haven't seen the full totality of this pandemic from an economic standpoint. Uh, obviously, you know, we're there. states are talking about issuing return to work policies and really getting the state's economy back because the states have gotten hit so hard, but you can't just turn it on, turn it off. It's not a faucet. It's not water. There has to be strategic plans in place that will address uh, the fallout from all of this that will undergird its constituents and undergird them 
for a length, a, a, a period of time that's beyond the average. So it's not just a one-time payment. It's not just a three-month coverage. Say 2020 is in the books, basically, from a financial standpoint, and really set up for a two, three-year recovery plan. That is the best course of action when it comes to navigating through this pandemic from an economic standpoint. So over the uh, Easter weekend saw that President Obama has officially endorsed uh, former Vice President Joe Biden for the Democratic nominee and for the next president of the United States. Uh, So so my thoughts, uh, obviously, there is frustration with how the current administration has handled this pandemic. Um, But with all of its frustration and all of its um, decal, if you will, I don't think anybody is thinking politically, right? When tragedy from uh, a health standpoint, from a global standpoint, from an economic standpoint, from a community standpoint, the ultimate disruptor, probably in our lifetime, globally speaking, in the last hundred years, politics as usual or or the, the norm of politics just isn't appeasing. It doesn't matter what your political view is. It doesn't matter what side you take. If you like the current president, if you don't like the president, if you are a Biden fan, if you think he's too much of a moderate, if you're more of a democratic socialist, I think the general... Uh, consensus is that we need real solutions and we need solutions fast. Um, Watching people debate is not on anybody's mind. Watching campaign ads isn't on anybody's mind. (laughs) Um, Seeing where the country goes from here, because when you're dealing with the pandemic and you see the economic fallout, what's happening is that the poor is just getting poor. The middle class is losing the ground that they had. And ultimately, the rich is preparing to uh, consolidate and make sure that they can stay rich. So the gap widens. It doesn't become closer. It's not that we're all now in the barrel, maybe from a health standpoint, but what it does allow for is the widening of the gap because with a stimulus package that's really designed more for businesses and not to me for the total population masses and being just a one-time payment, it hasn't created enough cushion to create a, a spring effect. And when you have like 1 you know million claims of unemployment in Pennsylvania in the last month, I'm trying to look at your higher 2.1 million claims of unemployment insurance uh, for California, uh, almost half a million claims in Massachusetts. Uh, even if you go south, Kentucky, you're looking at almost 300,000 unemployment uh, filers within the last month. You know, there has to be a way to navigate through this. And right now, I think everybody wants to move forward. If that's with a new president, if it's Joe, I think the president or the politician that can say definitively, I not just will do this, I am doing this, I need to do this. And that this is what the case is, uh, let's go forward, I think we'll win at the end of the day. A clear strategic plan that is bold, that is revolutionary, that is out-of-the-box thinking, that will push the country forward. And not just push the country forward, but push the world forward. So, with that being said, 
Um, happy to see President Obama out again. Happy to see him. You know, you definitely missed uh, him. Uh, fantastic leader. And I understand his support, uh, you know, throwing the support behind Joe. Uh, definitely see it. Viable candidate, uh, strong candidate. But right now, I think the message is being lost. It's not an issue of uh, political grandeur. It's not an issue of me versus you. It's an issue of survival. I have a very special guest that's coming uh, onto the podcast uh, Division One athlete, uh, former alum of Loyola University of Chicago, Adidas sponsored athlete, Adidas runner, putting out great, amazing contests and uh, artists uh, really emerging through the ranks. Uh, y'all give it up for Marcus Thomas. Marcus. Yo, what's up? What's up, Marcus Thomas? You live, man, on the Is What It Is podcast. How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. Just, uh, out here in Oakland, man, and uh, on the West Coast, man, just uh, chilling on this, you know, this COVID nineteen, all this craziness going on, man. How's it going in Chicago? Man, it's cold. It snowed today, you know. So, you know, <laughs> it's one thing being quarantined, but when you're looking outside your window and it looks like December, you know, instead of April, that can be a little demoralizing. But man, everything. Trust, is- I remember those days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember Chicago very well, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Look, man, I'm glad that you're on the podcast. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you accepted uh, the request. Uh, Just give the people a little bit of update about yourself. Uh, Well, just a little bit about myself, man. Uh, My name is Marcus Thomas. Uh, uh, And this guy I'm talking to right now uh, is an alum alum of mine. And also, uh, like I said, we lived in the same dorm at Loyola, Chicago. and then I'm, like I said, as well, I'm a professional basketball player. Going uh, as a creative and as an athlete, uh, it's, it's a it's – a... So, so as, as a professional athlete, what does this mean? You know, like the NBA canceled its season – Um, everything is pretty much on pause globally, right? So if you're trying to enter into that arena or you're already in that arena, what does this mean for you and for others going forward? Um, Well, it's kind of different. Um, Basketball overseas. So it definitely messes up the market a lot for people. Um, just for everybody that's kind of looking to make moves and go overseas, that those you know borders are shut down over there. So, and right now we have some guys I know who are still over there. Wow. So, um, yeah, man. Like I said, these guys are still out there overseas. So the the market is definitely messed up, and it's it's going to be interesting to see what what all happens because you know we have the new guys coming in for the draft for the NBA draft, and you know. I, we don't know what's going to happen with these athletes, man. I mean, how are they going to get, you know, trained and being, you know, you know, they have things in Chicago going on for like the draft picks. How is that going to change? So the whole dynamic of sports has just, you know, has been at a standstill as well in the entertainment world. That's true. Do, do you see, do you see just a cancellation? Um, you know, because it's, it's hard to, pick up where you left, right? I mean, obviously right. we're, you know, two months deep into this, going on three months. Uh, if it did extend it for another 30 days, you're looking at, you know, the first quarter going into the second quarter, pretty much a wash. 
Right. Uh, how do you how do you resume? Like where do where do teams start? Man, that's a that's a that's a very very tough question, man. Um, I think you know you start with just seeing you know guys' health. You know you want to make sure guys are healthy. And then another thing, you know, what people don't put into account is, you know, people's conditioning. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of athletes, including NBA players, that don't even have, you know, baskets or courts at home to even shoot on. So you got to consider not only their, you know, them working out, is their, you know, their conditioning, their ability to, you know, be ready for a, a NBA season. You know what I mean? And playing at the NBA level, you know, I've been able to be at a couple of, you know, training camps and, and, stuff like that you got to play at a high level so you're asking these guys to come back to play at a high level when they're not even going to be fully conditioned or trained so i mean you got you got that aspect of just you know the health and then you got to think about the travel you know how are these guys going to travel uh the travel conditions because you know it's, it's more than just getting on a bus or getting on a plane and going to an arena you have to go through all the security you have to go through hotels, you know, where are these guys going to stay? So it's a lot um, when it comes to, like, basketball and seeing what the dynamic is going to be like when this all gets handled. How how have you coached with it? Like you mentioned, uh, you know, from an athlete standpoint, you know, the, one of the most important things being the conditioning and staying in shape. Obviously, you know, the gyms are closed, right? right. Uh, every athlete doesn't have, uh, you know, 80 you know square foot court in their, you know, backyard or attached to their house. I was watching the uh, NBA horse shoot around. You know, some athletes like Mike Conley had and some didn't, right? So that just depends on the person and the buyer. So how do you, you know, stay on the up and up uh, depending on your circumstance? Well, one, you know, one good thing about me, man, is, is I've always been that type to, you know, just to work hard. So something that I've always do, you know, anyways, wake up at five, six in the morning and get my workout in. So, you know, luckily, you know, my girlfriend owns her own gym. So I work out with her every morning. You know, we do a lot of uh, live Zoom workouts. Then uh, the company's called Strength Squared out here in Oakland. It's a women-owned business. So I, I get to work with, you know, I get to do the morning workout. Plus, I'm an Adidas runner. Um, so, I, you know, we have virtual running. So I make sure I run at least two to three miles a day. Um, just to, you know, to keep my shape. And then, so I got that, I got my morning workouts and I got my run. And then anytime I can find a, a basketball, I just do ball handling or, you know, have a little court outside my house, you know, I get shots up. So, I mean, it's really just about, you know, simplifying your workouts and just making sure you stay in shape. Uh, also by eating healthy, uh, you know, cause you can definitely gain a lot of weight uh, during this time, you know, and as athletes, we eat, you know, we work hard, so we waste a lot of calories, but, and we also eat a lot. So you got to just watch what you eat. You know, I'm, I'm doing all that by, you know, just eating a lot of tofu, staying, you know, laying off a lot of the meat, eating a lot of veggies. Obviously right now, health is very serious right now for everybody. So, you know, I think everybody should just be watching what they're doing. That well said, man. I went plant based uh, earlier this year, actually last year, late last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been remarkable, you know. Yeah, so, you know, it, just getting off the the honey buns and McDonald's, man. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes the a world of difference. Yeah, the college food life for sure. Man. Right, the college food life, man. The ramen noodles and pop tarts had man. to had to change it. <laughs> um, tell us about, you know, I think a lot of athletes or a lot of prospects. 
um, see the NBA as the final destination, right? But obviously, I, I was listening to a podcast. Um, oh, Los Angeles Sparks, Candace. Uh, ooh, what's her last name? Can you, can you re-ask the question? You're good. So I've, I've been watching just a lot of kind of athletes talk about, you know, their journey, you know, to professional sports. Uh, saw, listened to a podcast on Knuckleheads. Uh, Candace uh, Parker was on there. Mm-hmm. And she talked about, you know, getting paid more overseas, right? Right. So you played overseas. Feel the audience in. What is that like? You know, like you're, you make a lot of sacrifice and a lot of commitment to this dream. Can you explain to, you know, a potential person that, you know, yeah, I want to make the NBA. That's everybody. Everybody wanted to be like Mike, right? Right. But what does that journey really look like? Um, well, like I said, uh, it's it's not it's it's definitely not all smooth as everyone thinks it is. It's, um, it, it's leaving and whatever wherever you are to go to another country for six to eight months, uh, adapt to a new culture. Uh, you know, adapt to the languages, the food, every you know the barriers of that. Um, then, you know, you just got just being away from your family. So you got, you have that part of the aspect. And then, you know, one thing that, you know, guys think about overseas is that the contract is guaranteed. You know, what a lot of people don't know, you know, you sign that contract, but you have to prove to the organization in 10 days that you're their right player, you know, and I've heard of stories of guys, you know, even if they play well those 10 days, or if their team is five and oh, six and oh, if they lose one game, guys get sent home so wow. you got that aspect where guys get sent home quick or in, in or you have um personally what i've dealt with was like maybe leagues like in the south american league like leagues in like mexico where the rules are totally different so maybe in europe they might cut you and send you home but sometimes you get all your money that you sign in the contract and then sometimes you don't so you know wow. you got teams that maybe fold over there it's guys right now like i know the market is so bad right now in europe that guys are going over there playing for nothing. And I know guys are Jeez. going I know guys are going to France and Germany probably playing in the second and third league, only getting paid maybe six, seven hundred a month. You know Jeez. what I mean? So it's it's not I mean look, you got to you got to you got some leagues who are definitely the top leagues where NBA guys go, like you say, Euro Euro Cups and stuff like that. But you know, some of the these guys, you know, including myself, we've had to go through the ringer, man, and sometimes not even getting paid on time. Or like you said, I played in Mexico. I had, um, I, had, I before this all happened, I had left for Mexico to go play basketball, uh, in a you know the LBE uh, Chihuahua League, played you know two good games out there, and then was automatic like just sent home for no reason, and and I had to fight to get the rest of my money, so it's like it's always an uphill battle. It's almost like your your own agent and everything out there as a you know as a overseas basketball players. So, I mean, I see guys even now. I've seen a couple guys announce today they're going to college and go try to go overseas. Me was getting my education before I went to go play basketball overseas. Because I just think, you know, right now with what's going on, when they take away sports, guys, it's, it's the guys who already have plan, plan B. You know what I mean? Um, right. There's something I tell guys every time I go. Like, I played in Thailand uh, in 2019. I would tell the young guys, you know, 
as soon as you sign your contract, wherever you play overseas, your mindset should not only be playing well and staying, you know, staying locked in, it should be also planning for plan B and what you want to do, you know, off the court. So uh, it's a, it's a bunch, man, for guys overseas. So it's, it's definitely a learning process and something, you know, guy, young guys should learn about and just really like research for sure before decision on just playing overseas and you got a bunch of guys who want to play the game and and it's slim pickings when you you know have teams from other countries picking only two american players that can be on the team <laughs> you know what i mean Ooh. yeah it's real Ken, i know you i know you gotta go i know you're a busy person i just got a couple more questions nah nah man i'm good um, keep going you're good <laughs> so you talk about that plan b um you know i we, you know, growing up, everybody saw hoop dreams, right? right? And we saw how terrible it ended, you know, for these two young men. Right. So tell or just talk about when you don't have a plan B, you know, because everybody isn't going to be Zion. Everybody's right. not going to be 6'9", 285, right? Right, right? So if you're one of those individuals who are just not, you know, genetically gifted by God to just do amazing ability – how do you navigate this wave? Um, I don't, like I said, I don't know. Um, I, t- I one thing I think people should focus on at least right now, uh, just continue to, to build their brand. Um, like you have your show right now, you're building your brand during this time. It's the right. best time to talk to people. Uh, you know, for me, I'm a contemporary artist. I paint, so I and while I've been playing to focus on other than you know when I I, you know you go through that depression mode you know a lot of athletes don't talk about it but after basketball you go through that year of depression almost because you're trying to figure out who you are and where you fit into this new life you know Um, Mm -hmm. and what you're going to be so you know it's always good to have like mentors and it's always good I tell you know athletes Go be interns. Like after I played, I was an intern at Adidas Entertainment in Los Angeles. You know, I, I went from being a professional athlete to working for free, you know, for Adidas, but learning, you know, you know, fashion and marketing. I wanted to be in fashion. You know, I'm going to Academy of Arts. I'm attending Academy of Arts next fall. Um, so, you know, I've always had my mind and this was five years ago. I've always had my mind focused on fashion and arts. You know, so I, you know, I put in the work. As soon as I signed to play in Luxembourg, I was already focused mm-hmm. on, you know, the plan B. You know, what I mean, what what I want to be, what I want to focus on after basketball. So I mean, a lot of guys, if anything, just do a lot of research, talk to a lot of their mentors. Even if you have agents, talk to your agents, see if you can do any internship with the agency. Maybe you, be, you know, work to be a sports agent, or maybe you want to be a scout. You know, what I mean, it's a lot of things yeah. athletes can do. You know, uh, it's just really just doing doing your research. You know what I mean? Doing your research and doing your connection. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I got one more. Um, you you play D one basketball. Yeah. Uh, do you believe college athletes should get paid? Yeah, no question. No question, man. Why? Um, I mean, I came to junior college, so I went to junior college in Danville, Illinois, and then went to Loyola and. You know, as a Division One athlete, I was still broke. You know what I mean? I was still mm-hmm. having to figure a way how to get groceries sometimes when my mom couldn't help. You know what I mean? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, the guys 
should be paid just because there's guys who are like me who are from the hood going to these division one schools you know we maybe get free meals here and there but <clears throat> what about you know haircuts and groceries outside of it you know it's just some extra or you know, the bigger programs you know they're getting their jersey sold but they don't even have enough money to you know to eat sometimes so i mean i don't know i just think it's important that especially now with the times we're living in with social media where you know you got guys who are in high school other than being the educator he needed you know he needs to go to school for you know what i mean but for basketball you know if they're not paying these kids then what do you know what are these guys they these guys are making decisions to forego college, which, you know, for me, it's, it's just not, you know, it's not the right decision, especially most of these guys are African-American. And, you know, we just need to be, you know, smarter when it comes to making, you know, when we get this money or when we get anything, you know, we need to have the education. So I just think, um, I just think it is important that we do pay these college athletes. So then they can stay in school. So then when it is time, you know, get out of school, they already know how to money manage because they making money in college. And then maybe that helps out the college basketball game, you know? So, um, you know, that's, that's what I think about. When I think about, you know, athletes getting paid, I definitely put myself back to where I was in college. Nice where I didn't, you know, that the cafeteria was closed. You know how it worked. The cafeteria was closed and it was just oh, too late to eat. <laughs> you, ain't got no, you ain't got no money to eat. So, I mean, yeah, man, definitely, man. Pay these athletes. I, re- I remember, man. I remember those days. Seven Eleven trips. Seven Eleven, right up the street. That crazy. Seven Eleven, right up. The street, right up. Yeah, walking through that cold wind yeah, tunnel. Yeah, I ain't remember. No, ain't, ain't no joke. I remember it too, like it's yesterday. <laughs> oh man, well, tell the people where can they connect with you? Where can they buy your art? Where can they find you uh, at on, on uh, social you guys, media? Uh, like I said, not only appreciate this, but you guys can tap into my art and everything and. Go on to my Instagram is at chillsmt c h i l l z underscore mt uh, for my art uh, and also just follow along, man. I've had a a story just come out from Close Up three hundred and sixty, just making the transition from being, you know, an image consultant to being back on the court professionally, uh, and just you know what the game has taught me. So uh, definitely follow and tap in, you know, just to my story. And I appreciate you know you let me on your platform today. Uh, and to share, you know, just some stories and just, you know, the things going on in this world, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, anytime. Look, anytime I can have a, a superstar like you <laughs> on, you know, just reach that because, look, when when things get big, I, I'm going to be calling for that face-to-face hey, interview, and, and, and I need to be my uh, number. <laughs> just like, you, you, know, just like you, you know, reached out man. As soon as you ask, man, it's, it's of course, man. He like said, there's some, uh, you know, when you're networking and you're building with people, you know, you always, you know, not and calls, but you always show up for people, you know, who always support you, even if it's back then. So I definitely support you and your movement. So, you know, I got you, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first. This is Marcus Thomas. Connect with him. Follow him on IG. Support. Buy his product. Connect with this dude. He is definitely an influencer, not just in art, not just entertainment, not just in athletics. Uh, but this dude is groundbreaking and just an amazing person. Uh, but until next time, I appreciate it, Marcus, and I will connect with you again. Peace, brother. All right, man. All right. Bye. And hey, this has been another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host. 
Cody Kelly. Connect with me on IGCVMK33. We have some amazing content coming out. But until next time, thanks.